You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at WatchOnPremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide and exhausted Adam Bernard, and he is the jet-lagged Blue Meanie. Meanie! What's on your mind? <sighs> oh, shit. <sighs> yeah, man. <laughs> going to Ireland time. <laughs> got, got the nap time Jones going on there. Brother. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's good to be back in the States in one piece. Uh, can't believe the trip came and went that quickly. It's like, it's like a week. Yeah. You know, we left like a week ago, like yesterday. And, uh, holy shit. But, uh, dude, what a fantastic time. Uh, me and Mrs. Meany went over to Ireland for my 50th. And, uh, dude, worth every penny. Just, uh, every, and we, it wasn't that, when I say worth every penny, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to crack my seltzer right now, too. I can't wait until that's me, yeah. man. I'm parched, brother. Dude, I... There you go. Gamer. Uh Yeah, I, I was going to wait until... Ask me any, but I was like, you know what? I brought up two. Fuck it. I'll, I'll drink the one for that one, yeah. So, um, it wasn't that fucking expensive to go over there. It's like... Um, Mrs. Meany's been wanting to go to California for a little while. Flights were expensive, and she, for shits and giggles, she's like, let me see. Like, the fly to Ireland was cheaper than flying to California. We're like, all right. That's surprising. It, well, yeah, we booked this back in January, too, so it's yeah. like, yeah. It's like, holy shit. And, uh, the only thing we kind of got screwed on was the hotel because there's like a rugby tournament in town. Mm. So all the hotels, uh, Fucking jacked up the rates. But um, the cool thing is, like, the hotel we stayed at had just opened in April. So I got to fucking christen it. That's so, awesome. Now, christen it, you mean that, that like, like actually hang out there? Or as, you know, we've we've discussed here and there, christen the toilet. Both. Excellent news. Yes. Yes. This toilet yeah. was made for meanie butt cheeks. And God damn it, he did it. <laughs> But, uh, Mrs. Meany had a great line. She's like, uh, the, the shower in the hotel room was designed by somebody who's never taken a fucking shower before. <laughs> Cause like, we like to bring our own fucking toiletries and shit. And there's like no shelves. 
like to put anything on. Uh, the shower head, like those, you know, the soap, hand soap dispenser. Yeah. Had that in there. Like. A hand soap dispenser? Like one yeah. of the ones in the fucking public bathroom? Yeah. But like full of like body soap. <laughs> what? Why? Yeah. What are we doing here? So we bring our own toiletries, our own shampoos, our own body washes. We just like had to like let them sit on the floor. I was like, all right, whatever. And, um, but, uh, yeah, okay. it was interesting. Uh, had a little bit of a snafu and, um, accidentally blew my nose with a sanitary bag. Oh, no. I thought it was tissue. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, my allergies. And then I was like, man, this really isn't absorbent. Uh, <laughs> And I, I looked and went, oh, <laughs> that's not tissue. Mm. And, then, and then I found real tissue. But, um, yeah, the hotel was nice. Uh, yeah, we, we flew in uh, Thursday. We wanted to land Thursday morning. We left Wednesday night. Mm. And, uh, you know, my trick for trying to catch up to their time is I stay up. I wake up the day of the flight, stay up all day, stay up the entire flight. Once you land, stay up the rest of the day. So by the time you go to bed, their time, and you wake up the next morning, you should be on their clock. You're on their schedule. Because you're so tired, you could stay up all day and just keep to bed. You go to bed, you wake up at the normal hour of their time, you should be on their their uh cycle so to speak <clears throat> which was cool because uh we hit the ground uh checked into the hotel and went on a uh rural rural pub tour through the mountains that's amazing fucking amazing beautiful sites beautiful everything um great tour guide this guy named shane who runs the rural pub tour uh it was fantastic like we went to about six different spots, you know, like an hour or so at each. Mm-hmm. We stopped there. And, uh, the last stop of the tour ended up in, uh, we're a fucking Finn Balor's hometown of Bray, Ireland. Cool. Kind of, he's like, ah, oh, our f- final stop will be in Bray. I'm like, oh, hold on. And I, I, I was like, why is this sound familiar? <clears throat> yeah. Phil, Finn, uh, Finn Balor's hometown, which is pretty cool. That is super cool, man. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, went back to the hotel and, you know, um, just, uh, went to bed and the next day, uh, had it like a, the, uh, casual day and just went walk about and walked around, uh, Dublin. And, uh, I really wanted to find the, uh, statue for, uh, Finn Lizzie, frontman, um, and bass player, uh, Phil Lynette, uh, which, it's right there in downtown Dublin, which is, you know, some, some, like, I like to look out that and look, you know, look up, you know, the, the local statues and stuff like that. And Dublin's got statues everywhere, but like the, definitely the Phil Lynette statue and, uh, got a photo with that and just walked around. And then, uh, our third day, we went on a, uh, Game of Thrones tour. Sick, man. Which, uh, Left from Dublin and went up to like Northern Ireland. And here's the thing is like, you know, um, one of my anxieties of traveling is 
like if I'm flying in the morning, I, I can't sleep at night because I'm afraid I'm going to oversleep and miss my flight. Mm. So uh, we had to be at the meeting spot for the Game of Thrones for like 7.45 a.m. sharp. And uh, like the night before, I could not sleep. Yeah, like I'm laying down. We're, actually, we both couldn't sleep. We were both laying down. Both couldn't shut down because, you know, uh, you know, I'm anxious, anxious and she picks up on my energy. Like, uh, I can't think of it. I, she's, um, and she's empath. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 She's an empath. So she can pick up on my energies as well. So, uh, we were just like, fuck it. Let's get up. We went over and then the pickup spot was like a 10 minute, 15 minute walk from our hotel. So it wasn't too bad. And, uh, took the, uh, met up with the, uh, the tour, got on, got on board. And, uh, it's like about an hour and a half drive up north and just beautiful scenery. God, and, uh, we had a really cool, uh, tour guide, a guy named Lar, L-A-R. I can't think of his last name offhand, but he was, uh, he's been an extra on Game of Thrones, on Vikings. Sick. Yeah. Awesome stuff. He, he was in like, you know, he's, you could see him in like two of the most epic episodes with, uh, of Game of Thrones with Battle of the Bastards and, and Hard Home. And we're like, why is that? Ah, it's cool. So, um, yeah, he, yeah, we went around to all the different sets. We, we went to, uh, Winterfell. We went to Waller Frey's Castle. Um, uh, Waller Frey's Castle is like in this little, uh, it almost feels like a, like a fishing village, but I, I know it's not, <laughs> but, but it's, uh, it was super cool. And, um, we went to, uh, a location where they, um, where, uh, they had filmed the scene where Rob Stark had been, uh, you know, recognizes King of the North. Hmm. Some, and, it was, and the cool thing about that, it was like right in the shadows of St. Patrick's Church, which is in Northern Ireland where St. Patrick's bodies buried. Wow. And then like, cause then the next day, like we were walking around Ireland and we went to St. Patrick's Cathedral in uh, downtown Dublin. But, um, yeah, we did. Tons of walking around. I mean, the Game of Thrones tour was amazing. Um, and then, uh, walking around the next day, uh, seeing everything. And, uh, yeah, I got to, I wear a Fitbit, uh, and I was checking out my stats and like for that entire trip, we walked about 20 miles. Wow. Just fucking shoes uh, are your, the soles of your shoes are fucking talking at that point, man. Holy shit. Fucking feet hate me, dude. I was like, oh, geez. But, you know, um, and then, you know, the sad part is you got to come home and, uh, flew home. The, I guess the best thing about, you know, you know, uh, travel is traveling west to east because you're going with the time change. So, uh, you know, if you, we left Ireland at, uh, our flight was like a four mm. and we got home about seven. For, and for a seven hour flight, that's not bad because, you know, when we landed, it was like almost like midnight. Right. Because they got the time, different times on the, uh, the, the, the plane, you know, where it is, time where you just left, time where you're going, all that stuff. So yeah. got home and then you just try to get acclimated and get back into your normal routine. And, uh, 
we're here like, uh, you know, a little inside baseball where it's May 26th at almost eight o'clock PM. And like this time last week, we we're, you know, walking around Dublin and four weeks gone by and I'm, I'm in South Philly and it seems like, you know, it feels like it was like a month ago. Right. <laughs> a week ago, but, yeah. uh, you know, I love that Mrs. Meany thought that, you know, she planned this whole thing. She wanted to do something special for my 50th. And, uh, you know, you know, we had been doing the ancestry thing and, you know, a lot of my ancestors came from Ireland and, uh, you know, my, uh, grandmom's, uh, folks came from like the Donegal area, but just to go back to, just to go to Ireland for the first time with something that wasn't a layover. Cause like, right. yeah, I've been, I've landed in Dublin, but I've just never been in Dublin and, uh, or Ireland at all, you know, just, you know, just set, you know, foot on ground, you know, like, uh, the, the Sunday we were doing walkabouts, like we sit in the park. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go over in that grass and put my feet in the dirt. Yeah. Just took off my shoes and just sat there and put my feet on some Irish soil. And, you know, a lot of people call that it, a lot. That's, which is also referred to as like grounding, you know, right. becoming, or as our good friend CM Punk said, uh, go touch grass. <laughs> Oh, you say that too. I do. Yeah. yeah. Touch grass, you know, <laughs> clap cheeks, whatever you need to do to ground yourself is what you should be doing. Yeah. But dude, uh, definitely gotta go back. Um, you know, maybe go to the, the West coast of Ireland, mm. the, Emerald, the Emerald Isle. And one thing that kind of threw me off is like when you go from, you know, Southern Ireland to Northern Ireland, you're basically entering like a new country. Yeah. Cause they're like, uh, yeah, uh, it's, you're no longer going to be using euros. It's going to be, uh, sterlings. And, uh, the miles per hour went from, uh, was it kilometers to miles per hour they do, which is kind of weird. And I know that yeah. in Philadelphia, the speed is measured by hoagies per Wawa, I believe is the, <laughs> is the accurate description here in Philly. Yes. Yes. You, you are correct, sir. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's phenomenal. And, uh, I'm slowly going through the photos now, sorting things out and posting stuff, but, uh, can't believe it's been a week. <laughs> it looked, it looked super dope. I was following the, you and Mrs. Meany on, uh, on your socials with all the posting. And I love, I love the look of the big jacket that you were wearing, like the big coat that you were wearing in some of the, uh, Ooh. some of those photos. I was like, Meany should have been. I feel like we missed a we missed an opportunity to have you as an extra on Game of Thrones because I feel like that would have been that would have been incredible. Like it feels like it would have fit right into it. A little inside baseball. Uh, so the, the the tour bus pulls over at this one spot and where they keep the uh, the cloaks and the the swords and. Uh, Laura's like, hey, uh, me and Laura kind of like, we had a, like a little stuff for a little piss break. <laughs> and, uh, Laura talked about how he, he's been on Vikings. I was like, oh, I know somebody's on Vikings because I know Edge. Oh, right. And, and then we kind of bonded over that. And then he was like, you know, we pull over to get the cloaks and the thing. He's like, hey, uh, mind a, a little bit of, uh, heavy lifting? I was like, what? Uh, all right. So he asked me to help him get the swords onto the, undercarry the bus and stuff like that. So when we pull over to go to where there's this one forest where they filmed a lot of shit, 
but most notably, it's where the Starks find the dire wolves in the in the uh, the woods. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I went to my car. We pulled over to go there. And I'll say this, man. Holy shit! I thought my cardio was bad. My my cardio is complete shit. <laughs> but uh, I just want. There's so many fucking hills. I'm just like, I start. I I went from casually walking to casually ever breathing to doing my uh, conserved breathing that I usually do it like when I'm wrestling, like the <laughs> yeah, just fucking <laughs> holy shit, holy fucking mountains, Jesus, fucking hills. But uh, when we pulled over, you were bringing up the cloaks. They were trying to find a cloak for me that fit, you know, like I'm this big fucking oaf, right? So uh, that cloak, you know, they're like, we'll find you another one. I was like, no, this, even if we find one that fits, I'm wearing this one because it goes with my <laughs> fucking gear. So a lot of those photos, like, like there's like the strap that goes across your chest like an axe. It wraps around the back and it comes up in buckles, right? Right. Those motherfuckers weren't going to touch. Really? Yeah, that, it was like, man, oh, well, fuck it. <laughs> I'm a worker. Yeah. I'll just, fucking, I'll just fucking either hold that one strap in place and kind of kayfabe it or just shut the cloak all together. Oh, that's smart. For a lot of the photos, yeah, I just shut the cloak and it just didn't look like it was meant to be. So, yeah. Like Dusty Rose, make it work, baby. I'm going to make this work. She's going to say, hey, listen. Work. Minimoth cheeseburger, baby. And if you yeah. uh, if you saw what I just did there, you're following us on patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. Sign up today and join us. You can watch our beautiful faces here every week uh, to chat here. Good, <laughs> I got to get one of those for my desk. I have the, the small ones, uh, but I got to get one of your bone crushers here. Uh, now, right. the question is, I've never been through customs before. And I've never gone. I have to get my passport. I'm a, I'm a shitbird. I got to do it. But what's it like? It's a shitbird. What's it like going through customs? Like, is it as insane as, as I've heard some horror stories about it? But what's it like going there? Is it more difficult to go from like the States to another country or in reverse? Dude, we did this trip. And I don't want to jinx myself for any future trips, but it was fairly easy. Really? Well, dude, like we landed in Dublin and, uh, we're walk- you know, he stopped taking a piss, you know, cause right. I've been sitting, I sat on my coin purse for six hours. <laughs> but then, I pull over and get that post flight piss in. But like once we got to, you know, got, you know, got a little bit, once we got to customs, it was just like there's, we walked right up to the fucking thing. There's maybe three people in front of us. Wow. And um, what are you here for? Oh, it's my birthday vacation. Oh, okay. How long are you going to be here for? Till Monday. Okay. Stamped the passport and through. Wow. And like our bags came right out. And uh, we uh, did the thing where we're like, you know what? You know, thinking, you know, frugal wise. Well, uh, there's a thing called the Dublin Express where mm. pay 12 bucks. It takes you right to... Within, it takes you around Dublin, but it take, it, it dropped us off within like a block of or two of our hotel. So we did that on the way in. On the way back, we did like Uber. Mm. But um, when you're leaving Dublin, which 
Uh, you check in. It's, 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 check in's a little, a little bit different. You check in in a machine. You put on your own luggage thing. Take it up to the gimmick, and your bags go through. Then you go through uh, the security, and like Dublin Mall, like a lot of like oh, malls overseas. You're walking through, and it's like, I mean, I keep saying mall. I meant to say airport. <laughs> I was trying to make the point that once you get through security, it feels like you're walking through a mall. Yes. Uh, and that was a, that was a slip because, you know, we're, we're in an airport, but once you go through that security, it's like, there's like ladies with perfume. Uh, you're walking through a perfume stand and like, and then like, you're like try, just trying to find food. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it wasn't first thing in the morning, but, uh, you know, you just want to get something. We, I, we purposely went to the airport like a couple hours. Just, yeah. So there's no drama of this, that, and the other thing. Uh, and then, uh, oh, well, so I know you're asking about the customs. Oh, you're coming. I'll get to the, the going home yeah. custom. Uh, there's this, there's this, uh, one restaurant. Um, uh, and this, this is the new trend now where you go to a restaurant, there's a QR code on the table. Which brings up, the, brings up the menu and you pay there, this, that, and the other thing. Well, we're in line, right? Uh, to go into the restaurant. And, uh, there's a, a British couple in front of us. And, uh, they're telling the guy, yeah, you just go to the table with your cell phone. Well, I don't have a mobile phone and I will not be doing this, that, and the other thing. Like, All right. I'm listening to this. I'm like, Oh, what a dickhead, right? Mm-hmm. So they get seated. We get seated. We're sitting there. We do the QR code. We put in our order. We pay for our food. You know, me, uh, Mrs. Meany was going to get like fish and chips. I was going to get a burger. Right. No, of course, double patty, brother. Gotta do it, man. Double patty, brother. Fucking double patty, motherfucker. <laughs> double patty, brother is the name of the episode. Go ahead. Continue. Yes. Please. Uh, so we're sitting there, you know, we're just, Reminiscing about the, the thing, about the trip, and, uh, a waiter comes over with our food. But actually bring, accidentally brings two orders of fish and chips. I go, sir, uh, I ordered a burger. He goes, well, uh, looks like you got extra fish and chips, right? So he goes back and gets my burger, which turns out the fish and chip order that came it was originally for the asshole who refused to use. <sighs> I don't have a mobile phone, right. guy. So, and then uh, I forget what it was. They went to bring us over another thing of fish and chips, and we're like, no, 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 no. So they went to take over the food to the guy. He's like, I will not eat food that sat on another man's table or something. Oh like my that. god, dude. Being such a fucking cock, right? Her, dude. Well, here's where we benefited. So the guy refused to use the QR code, you know, which he was told about well in advance. Right. Not only did we get his two orders of fish and chips, but they were double orders of fish and chips with the two fishes. Yeah. Which I'm sure cost extra money. And I got that and my burger. So I got like, I got so many, like, just because that guy didn't want to go with the rules of, you know, what the restaurant was. Right. 
decide to be a cock about it. No, you would get his food, which we thought was ours anyway. We, you know, you know, Miss Meanie ordered fish and chips. You know, so I got, we got an extra order of fish and chips, which it was a double order and a burger. And we, we were, uh, we were good to go for the flight. And then, you know, as you do in Ireland and airport, we went like booze shopping. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. So, uh, oh my God. So we go to this one, uh, place that we had gone to, we went to the one booze shop we went to before on a, a layover from London to back to Philly. And, uh, I was trying to be a little bit more guarded this time. Cause, um, when we went to the Philadelphia Eagles game in, uh, London, uh, we had a layover in Dublin on the way back. And, uh, they have sales people in there, right? Right. So this guy comes up to me and goes, well, this is a, a, gr- a good local whiskey. You know, it's, it's called Quiet Man, named after the movie, right? And uh, the guy sells me on it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, uh, I think I'm getting some, you know, from Ireland, you know, exclusive to Ireland, blah, blah, blah. Get back to the States, have some. Ah, oh, it's really good, you know. Turns out you can get it in the States anyway. Ah, oh, man. And then, like, I'm talking to my friends from Ireland. They're like... And then when we when we were on the the rural pub tour, and when we go but Dublin, I'm like, and he's got you know giving me a rundown of all this great Irish whiskey. I'm and I pull him aside like like when we're asking, what's the uh, the word on that? Uh, quiet man over here he goes. You mean the movie? I was like, no, the whiskey. He's like, he goes ah, nah, man, it's it's a gimmick. Yeah, it, it's like uh, it's like uh, Conor McGregor's you know proper twelve. It's just a gimmick whiskey. Jesus. Yeah, it's not like the what the locals would drink, you know. So, so when we go back over there, you know, we have our fish and chips burger uh, gimmick dinner, gimmick lunch. So I'm going. We're going to go whiskey shopping in an airport. I'm a little bit guarded because last time the guys told me Quiet Man, which it's not bad, right? But you want? Some, I'm, I'm here in Ireland. Know. I want to get something that everybody here in Ireland drinks, right? Yeah. yeah. So this one broad comes up to me, <laughs> and she's like, uh, "What are you looking for? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, here, try this one. It's it's got a little bit of a peaty flavor." And uh, and she starts handing me shots, and I'm like, "Fuck, man, like, it's eight thirty in the morning." Yeah, she's like, uh, "You know, uh, what are you looking for?" I was like, oh, "I'm just I'm just browsing," I, which is I'm being polite. I'm just browsing. Yep. Which is code for leave me the fuck alone. Always. Yep. I'm just browsing. Oh, come on over. And like, I walk over and she starts showing me like this $100 bottle. I'm like, Christ, come on. Well, you're handing me booze. I'm not going to turn it down. Right. Right down the fucking gullet. And then she starts pouring out. And like, before you know, I'm like three shots in. I'm just like, ooh. I was like, ma'am, I'm, I'm just, I'm just browsing. I'm just, and I started like doing the half walkway, like, oh, moving back and forth. Yeah. So I'm trying to plan my, cause I, she was in the area I wanted to be in, which was the whiskey. So I was like, fuck. Right. So, uh, fucking, uh, you know, see that she's got somebody else's fucking ear. So we're like, oh, okay. We can head back over. Right. Like, 
there's a there's a diversion. Let's let's go back. So I go back and uh there's a gentleman like a little bit less aggressive. <laughs> hey mate, kind of thing, you know, uh is like, hey, uh you guys say anything? Oh, well, you know. Uh last time I was here, you know, I was sold on the whiskey and then I found out it was a gimmick whiskey and he's like, All right, well, you know, here's uh tealings, you know, and <laughs> here's another I mean, this is kind of embarrassing, but like you were talking, I, you know how you talk with your fucking hands? Yeah, yeah. So uh the guy talks and I went like this, like my hand went up and I went to point to something and realized that like my finger, I scooped an onion off my fucking hoodie that was on my, my bird. <laughs> I think I'm just quickly like, like a booger. You know, yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 without missing a mouth. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So he's like, I, he heard my, you know, I, I stooged out to one of his people last time fucking gave me a gimmick whiskey. So he recommended healings. He's like, well, here's the one you can only get here. You might be able to order a line, but if you get this one, you can get it in the state. If you wind up liking it, you get in the States too. So we got about, you know, between me and her, we've got like a hundred dollars worth of, Booze, like three bottles. You're like, you know, so she got a, I forget what she got off the top of my head, but you know, I, I, I normally I, I wasn't going to get currency while I was over there, but mm. I heard like some spots on some of the tours only to get cash only. So I got some cash. I was like, well, I got this fucking currency instead of like exchanging it. Let's go get some booze. And you know, I, you know, I, I saw that some of the coins left, which, I always find I'm fascinated by coins. Yeah. So I still got coins, but you know, the current, you know, the, the paper stuff, I, we went and got booze and, you know, some liquid medicine for the, you know, for home. And, uh, so we go to, uh, you know, there's a thing when you're, you're, you go to Dublin and well, at least in Dublin, there's this thing called U.S. pre-clearance. Mm. So you talk to the U.S. agent in, Instead on the on a instead of when you get to America, you go through customs. You can go to American customs while you're still in Dublin. Sick. So when you plane, you can just get the fuck out of Dodge. Right. Just get in and get out. Yeah. So we uh. So when we were coming, when we did the, our London trips, and we had to go to Dublin, uh. We would kind of have to go through pre-clearance. We would kind of have to go through security again. Oh, okay. Even though we just went through security in London, like, you know, x-ray machine, put everything on the belt, this, that, and the other thing. Yep. This time, since we were in Dublin and we're going through pre-clearance, we didn't have to go through that step. Oh, I see. So that takes it all. You don't even have to do anything else. Oh, that's pretty dope, man. Yeah. I guess because you're flying from London to Dublin, maybe Dublin doesn't trust the, the <laughs> London's. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Again, if you're going from London to Dublin, but since you're going from Dublin, you, you don't have to do that whole rigmarole. So you go to pre-clearance. Uh, you go to the customs and the oh, where you been? Did you buy anything? Yeah, and this that, and there. Okay, enjoy your flight. And that was painless too. Wow. So, um. But uh, yeah, you get, you get to the uh, the gate and you just wait, and get on the plane and uh, go home and 
you know, on the flight home, watch a couple movies, you know, watch Back to the Future 1 and 2, which I don't think I've ever seen Part 2. So that was kind of Interesting. cool. It was, it was interesting. And the whole time I'm watching, I was like, man, they really saved money on making this movie because a lot of, there's a lot of scenes that were already filmed in Part 1 that you're just kind of showing the alternative right. footage and their shots that... You know, you're you're really just shooting around whatever happened in the first movie. So uh watched that, got home, you know, uh took an Uber home and uh got home and just in time to watch the Phillies fucking lose. So, so I was like, Oh vacation's ruined. Every fucking time. Just when I think they're gonna be good, they fucking lose because they're the shits. Yeah, for now. It's May, but, yeah. you know. I mean, we got, like, we got time, but I got to yell. I got to yell right now. Oh, um, yeah. What's crazy? Just when they get over 500, <sighs> they get shit to bed. I was just, uh, I was thinking about um, Back to the Future as you were talking. Uh, they filmed two and three, like, concurrently, I think it was. Like, it was pretty close yeah. together. And um, Crispin Glover sued the filmmakers of the movie because... They dressed, he refused to sign or he wanted to make like Michael J. Fox money for the second movie. I don't fucking, it's like a whole story, right? And he's, he didn't sign on for the film. So they got another actor to play the role of his dad and they put him in prosthetic makeup and made him look like George McFly. And he didn't approve or sign off on them using his likeness or anything like that. So they got sued and he won the case, and now it's like case law in Hollywood, where if wow. if you use so like uh, any show you see where like if an actor leaves the show, they have to sign off on paperwork saying or during their contract, hey, we want to use your likeness in perpetuity in the show, even if you leave the show or the movie or the franchise or whatever. Um, pretty wild story though. Like I couldn't, you know, of all things, Back to the Future causes case law in the world, but um, now it's a. Uh, you think about when uh, I guess Bruce Willis just recently signed his likeness likeness away for future use in uh, commercials, like his voice or likeness. They could just do an AI of him. How? Do, I don't know, man. I <laughs> I watched a video. It kind of makes sense now, knowing that he's uh, got Parkinson's or whatever. Yeah, he's got some kind of. Dementia, of some kind of yeah. That's yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's some it's it's a form of dementia that's taking his speech. I can't remember the name of it specifically, but um, yeah, it's a shame, man. I can't believe that he's. That's a terrible thing to have to go through. Uh, but I watched a video from the producer Timbaland the other day, and he was like, "I never got to work with Biggie, and now I get to work with Biggie through AI." And somebody wrote lyrics for Biggie and recorded it. And then spit it back as his voice over a Timbaland beat. And I was like, this feels wrong, man. Like, this feels really wrong. Like, even like Aaliyah, a couple years ago, they did a record. They had, um, I can't remember the name of it, but The Weeknd Sings on the Hook. And um, it sounded like she had recorded the the vocals into a boombox. And they took the vocals and they did all kinds of stuff to it. And they like turned all the levels and shit. Carl could probably tell you better whatever they did. But they did it in the worst possible way, and it's just unlistenable. They pulled wow. the track down and then re-engineered it and then released it again, and it was like almost worse than it was initially. And it was like, <laughs> God, like 
like if Kurt, if you found Kurt Cobain um, vocals that were recorded on a fucking boombox and they weren't committed to tape, it's probably best just to leave them as a as an unfinished demo. You know, like clean up the audio, make it loud, but like don't fuck with it. Nobody wants to hear this shit. But I I don't know, man. I I have concerns. Well, I don't even know concerns. I just I don't know if I. I don't want to hear Biggie spit lyrics that he didn't write over a beat that he never performed on, you know? Exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, I'm a be- everybody knows I'm a huge Eddie Van Halen fan, but if right. they made a Van Halen song that wasn't Eddie playing, really not interested. Um, but, you know, now they're, uh, there's talks that they're going into the vault to uh, re-release some of the, the Sammy era mm. stuff. Uh, with like bonus tracks. Oh, yeah. There'll be like some new Eddie stuff I hadn't heard before that's about to come out. So I'm looking forward to that. But like, like if there was an AI Eddie, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I, I, I'm all about the unreleased because I know Prince has a vault full of shit. There's like two or three albums he did with Miles Davis that I would like kill to get my hands on. But I don't know. Unreleased stuff is cool. Like, I don't mind that. Like when they take a, if they, or like Tupac, right? Tupac's big on, they take, he recorded blocks of 16 bars at a time, um, on like a, just like a BPM machine or whatever, like just a drum pattern that they could match to something else. So as long as they're not warping the vocals and it doesn't sound awful, I'm about it. Like, I love that shit because it's new. Like no one's ever heard it before. Right. But I, I, I agree. I think that, uh, that we're getting a little too close to comfort with that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, I mean, Sam Kreps, uh, he did a whole bunch of stuff a couple weeks ago uh, where he uses, he took uh, audio from the show and got my voice and made it AI. And it was like, and he had me saying things. And it's it's like, I, I, obviously I'm, I'm me, I can, I know my own voice, but it was still fucking weird to be like, holy shit, that sounds just like me. And I don't, I don't, it was really fucking bizarre, but uh, not my bag, brother. So yeah. <laughs> um, and, and Vanessa here also shout out to the pod squad here that's joining us tonight. Um, Vanessa in the chat box is saying that was a black mirror episode. The one with Miley Cyrus. Yes, I do recall. I don't, I never watched the episode, but I recall that one, uh, being spoken about, but it feels like we're getting closer and closer to <laughs> living black mirror in real life. Um, yeah. When you think about like all the deep fake stuff. Yeah. That they could do with putting your, you know, somebody's, you know, face on somebody else's body, and you could do shit that like could cause like a third world war if it is in fact a fact check before people react to it. You know, just and then you know, there's there's warnings out there. You know, the guy who's you know one of the godfathers of AI says, you know, this shit needs to fucking slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy who created AI saying that it's his biggest regret ever. Yeah. You know? I'm not surprised. It's like Oppenheimer with the bomb. It's like, well, this is my, this is my regret. You know, I, I didn't know that this is what this technology was going to do. And now it's here. And you're like, well, fuck, you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. No. My kids the other day that came home from school, James was telling me, he was like, oh, he's like, did the Pentagon blow up today? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, it was a, I saw a photo online of the Pentagon and the White House on fire. And I was like, no, buddy, everything's, everything's fine. I looked up, I went on my phone and looked it up and here it was somebody that was like, uh, Bloomberg, they had it set up as a fake Twitter account because of course they did. And it was like Bloomberg News or something and the whole page was set up to, to look as if it was real. And it caused like, like it caused the stock market to dip. And it was just like, Christ, it looked so, and then again, like people are going to get so much better at this that it's like, I don't know. It just, it yeah. feels, 
it feels funny. But what doesn't feel funny, Meanie, is, uh, <laughs> is our perpetual saint of Chicago, CM Punk, back in the news again. Uh, AEW collision on, off, on, off. It's like, uh, it's like movies by Caligula. It's weird. And <laughs> I don't know, man. How are you feeling about the potential of a, uh, of a, of a collision show? Have you had any time, any time to check out the news there? Um, and do you think we're being worked with this whole thing? Uh, it worked in what aspect? Like, do you think that the elite and punk have made up, you know, months ago uh, and we're just, we're work, we're being worked to be like, oh my God, you know, and then here they're going to come back and work together. All, all I've read is they come to terms and there's been, had been rumors of doing like a, a soft brand split. Right. One team, uh, you know, uh, team Elite will be on uh, Dynamite, and Team Punk will be on Collision. That's as far as I've I've heard. Uh, I don't know if there's been any updates since then. <clears throat> we know the fact that you know they announced that the show is going to be in Chicago. The debut for Collision is going to be in Chicago. That's just basically saying yeah, Punk will be there because I guess there there had been murmurs that if Punk hadn't um, agreed to come back. They were going to from Daly's place, which is like, you know, nothing against Daly's place, but, uh, you know, if you're on debut a show, make an impact, you know, just, uh, you, you want to have it, you know, you don't, you don't want to do it at Daly's place, yeah, which is, it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an amphitheater. You go yeah. there to see, uh, you go there to see Nickelback, you know, <laughs> and this, you go to see there to see a summer tour, you know. Going, right. It's not really good for pro wrestling, so to speak. But, oh, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see Punk come back. Uh, I'm not sure to, if the whole thing was a work because if it's a work, there there was no benefit to it, right? You know, because you know you got a guy who you know got the golden goose. Which was Punk coming out of retirement, coming back to pro wrestling after he swore off pro wrestling. I mean, he didn't go to New Japan, he didn't go to Ring of Honor, he did nothing. And you got him to come to pro wrestling on your show, and then you go and you know, kind of try to vilify him, yeah. whether it's justified or unjustified. You know, you know, like I mean, in, in the eyes of some. Some AEW fans are, are going to love him, and there's some, you know, diehard elite fans that are going to hate him. Right. So, do you really want? They call, they've caused the divide. This whole situation caused such a divide in the fan base. So I can't see it being a work just from that aspect that you've kind of made somebody who's going to be your your flag bearer because Punk's like the the most notable yeah. person on that roster that's like current. For sure. As current as could be, you know, as far as you know, I mean, yeah, Jericho's there, but Jericho's always kind of been there. He's right. Like, he's gone away for maybe a year or two and then come back and he's he, there's there's been a constant with Jericho where Punk had sworn off wrestling and there's this like allure of Man, he'll never come back, right? And then he came back, and now there's like this whole this fucking strife. So I don't know if it was 
if, if it's a work, I don't know if it's worth that much to try to do this thing. So, right. That they might be having two separate shows for two different factions. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting, you know, the blowback when it comes, you know, comes back to looking at the ratings to see what show draws more. Yeah. You know, if the punk show does better than the elite show, then that's going to lead to more, you know, uh, feelings. More, yeah. More issues. I, I, yeah. More issues. I feel like the punk show is going to do better than the elite show. Yeah. I, don't know. I like punks. I, I, and it's not to say anything against the elite. I'm just saying punk is. I've had nothing but pleasant experiences with those guys. Punk's the draw. Punk's the draw. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's not, you know, and and he's the top draw, too. It's not that Omega and and the Bucks can't draw, because, you know, who'd I ever beat? I never wrestled with anybody in my life. They're clearly drawing. They're clearly bringing in ratings. But you're talking about CM Punk. Like, I don't know. I, I, it remains to be seen here. Um, Yeah. And I I should clarify, too. I don't think it was a, uh, I don't think it was a work with what originally happened, the fight. I think that was right. all shoot stuff. I'm just talking about like, oh, they made up. Everything's great now. Hey, let's work the boys oh. a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, we made up like six months ago. Um, or they came to terms or whatever. And now Tony's just like, oh, let's, let's feed him some red meat. You know, like, let's let, let me pretend like we're not at, at terms. And, you know, now we're going to announce the daily sp- or the, the United Center and this, that and the other. But, yeah. um, and we're, we're, we're coming up. So, so tomorrow, as we're recording this, is Night of Champions. So by Monday, you'll know the answer. Who's your pick? We're going to look into the future here in the past, meaning. Who's yeah. your pick for winning the world's heavyweight championship? Is it uh, AJ Styles or Seth Franklin Rollins? I want to say AJ, but Seth kind of needs to. I guess, you know, I not that he needs to, but I think it would make more sense for Seth because Seth is, you know, uh, I want to say he's been losing a lot, but um, he needs to, like, you know, he had, he had the feud with Cody, he lost, you know, three straight pay-per-views and this, that, and the other thing. And then, uh, you know, he had the uh, Logan Paul feud. Mm-hmm. This could be a something to uh, be such a, be a bit of a reward for you know the stuff he's been doing. So and plus AJ's been out for a little bit too. So I think you know uh, Seth having uh, been there constantly, and constant being the guy who's done whatever's been asked of him. You know I think uh, it makes sense to uh, put it on Seth Franklin Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Technically, it'd be afternoon of champions because you know the time difference for when it airs here. So you know, yeah, because it'll be one o'clock here and it'll be probably seven thirty there. So yeah, yeah, afternoon of champions, afternoon delight. But no, I agree. I think uh, <laughs> afternoon delight. I uh, I think uh, Franklin is going to be the one to win that. I I can't, I would be surprised to see AJ uh, pick it up at this point. Um, I think either choice would be perfect. I, I think either choice would be fine. I just think there's more meat on the story for Seth than there is uh, for AJ at this point. Um, I still don't think, I still think that Finn Balor's going to win the title at some point. I was kind of disappointed in the, uh, 
in the tournament that that Finn didn't go as far as he as he as I thought he should have. I feel like that the. I feel like the the energy is right with him right now, and I feel like they really could have done something cool with him inside of you know the Judgment Day and everything else coming off of the big you know the Damian Priest stuff and Rhea Ripley. You know that that group's got a ton of fucking heat. So uh, we will see. But Meanie, I also want to know one quick thing. Actually, dare I say a question for you, sir? Yes, dear. Are you ready to ask Meanie? I would love to. Yeah, Don't forget to tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeanie, and you may hear them on the program. Meanie, what do you got for us today, seltzer-wise? Uh, low inside. Yeah, I always try to be honest with the pod squad. I kind of had like a, a pre-seltzer-seltzer, seltzer. but uh, right now I got a uh, polar cranberry lime. Ooh. I'm going to crack open uh did you burn through yours? I'm almost done. I have a little bit of the cheap shit from Aldi down the road, but I can get a little. I can get a little out of this one. Let's see, three, two, one. Little tiny one there, but that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> you squeeze your butt cheeks too hard, and you, it's like a, you know, little squeezy toot. Uh, Mark and Dryden wants to know who are your guys' favorite Canadian rock bands or artists? Dude, it's funny you say that because uh, right before I logged in to come into here to do the show with you, oh, uh, well, yesterday uh, Tina Turner passed away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and one of my favorite collaborations she did was with Brian Adams on the song "It's Only Love." Yeah, there's a live Great radio record. Word. So just to get that song out of my head before the podcast, I went on YouTube, hopped on YouTube, and watched Brian Adams and uh, Tina Turner do it. It's only love. So that my answer would be I, I like Brian Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call him Canadian Springsteen. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> a little, a little Philadelphia belch and salute for Canadian Springsteen. I like it. Uh, there's also, uh, I think, a, I think they're called Glass Tiger. You got some, mm. which Brian Adams does the background vocals on, uh, don't, oh, is it? Don't forget me when I'm gone. My heart will break. I think Brian Adams does the background vocals on that as well. So. Uh, Canadian, I would have to say, uh, have to, well, you know, Rush is great too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that goes without saying. But, uh, you know, Brian Adams, Rush. There's a really cool band called The Tea Party. Mm. Uh, they were around before the political thing. So, the, and they refused to, uh, sell their website or whatever. I guess they're. <laughs> Party.com, but uh, they call themselves, they refer to themselves as Moroccan Roll. They, they have like a Moroccan sound to their, their vibe, but they're, they're really good too. For me, there's only one answer, and that answer is Nickelback. That's the only answer. <laughs> <laughs> we wound up like this. But we ever. No. You know what? I don't, I don't mind Nickelback, man. I mean, for all the people who say they suck, they're making sell millions of records. 
That's what I'm saying. They don't fucking pack the arenas for nothing. Like it's it's like Limp Biscuit back in the late nineties. Like what do you think people were just showing they were getting free to like they know they fucking sold out giant stadiums across the country, across the world. Like people want to listen to this stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It's not the worst. It, it, Nickelback is not the worst thing I've ever heard. I don't want to be crucified for this. You know, please enjoy arguing with the wall if you disagree. But um, no, I enjoy Nickelback. I would say my favorite, my favorite Canadian rock band though is Bare Naked Ladies. I really enjoy their stuff. Yeah, really like yeah. Bare Naked Ladies. Um, Rush obviously is. I think Rush was the first thing that popped into my head. Um, and now Vanessa's in the group chat. Look at this food, girl. My fa- my favorite is the one on YouTube where they're like, "Look at this graph." <laughs> That's my fucking favorite. Oh man, good shit, pal. Good shit. Uh, let's see another. One. Oh, another one here from Mark and Dryden. Deep questions about Three's Company. You a fan of the Three's Company show? Yes. Which episodes did you think were funnier, Roper or Furley, and also Chrissy, Cindy, or Terry? Oh, wow. Mr. Roper was better. Yeah. Just the fact that, like, my favorite uh, Mr. Roperism was when he would break the fourth wall and hit, like, Mrs. Roper with a zinger and then look at the camera like, eh, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Mr. Roper. The, I like the Ropers. Um, and then, uh, what was the other question? Uh, Chrissy. Let me see it here. Uh, we're looking at a Roper and Furley or Chrissy, Cindy, or Terry. Which one did uh, you like better? Uh, Chrissy, the original, right? Yeah, that's the original. Yeah. Yeah, I'm old. I'm OG all the way with uh, the Three's Company uh, cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mr. Furley was good, too. Don't get me wrong. You know, but uh, yeah, Mr. Roper, Norma Fell was... Yeah, it was good with, with his timing, with his facials breaking the breaking the fourth wall. You know, I, I, I probably the biggest mistake was doing the, the spinoff show with them. With the, you know, they did this the spinoff Ropers show. They yeah. should just put them on there. Yeah, like the spinoffs, even with uh, Mash, like just leave them, leave it alone. Like leave the memories there. I'm not big on the only spinoff I feel like that's ever worked is Frasier. Um, and well, yeah. and Better Call Saul, I think that's a spinoff too. So oh, Better Call Saul is amazing. Yeah, yeah, that show. So Frasier and Better Call Saul, I think, are the are the top two winners on spinoffs. There's always those lesser known uh, spinoffs, like uh, the Dukes of Hazard had a spin spinoff for Enos, who was the uh, Roscoe, Roscoe's deputy. No shit. Which I guess he went to live in the big city, and everything became a. Oh, I'm a country guy in the big city. Oh, like we haven't heard this story before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. good on TV. Yeah, yeah. The big thing is, guy, you know, his his buddy would go, "Give me five. and he would put the thumbs up in the guy's hand. That's oh, so It's like, oh, yeah. As it goes to a commercial for cornflakes. Yeah, I gotta look into to see how long that show lasted, but yeah. it, it couldn't last it long. Uh, Vanessa was saying Cheers had actually Cheers only had two spinoffs. It was the Tortellis, which was a spinoff of uh, Carla's husband, um, and uh, I guess their kids or something. I don't even know if Carla was involved in that show or not. And then Frasier was the other spinoff, but they had Frasier had um, almost every character, every like actor that was on the show that was still alive, with the exception of Kirstie Alley. Everybody did a spot on that show, um, but it's it's an interesting story what they did with with Frasier. They basically they they changed so much of what like 
so the intro for Cheers was like super long, right? It felt like it was 10 years long. That's why yeah. Frasier was, Frasier's intro, intro was so short. It was just an instrumental because they wanted to separate the shows between, you know, they wanted this show, like the differences between the shows. Uh, but yeah. no, I'm not aware of any other Cheers spinoffs. If you find any, please send them over my way because I'd be curious if I'm big, very, very big Cheers fan. So I want to say the Golden Girls had a spinoff with Empty Nest. Yes. I think you're right. Yeah. I was, I haven't watched that yet. And then they had the other spinoff with the, the hotel. Um, oh yeah, what was that? Because B. Arthur left the show, so they uh, Golden Hotel. Maybe it might mm. be called Golden the Golden Palace. That's what it was called. I'm looking at the uh, Golden. Yeah, Palace the Golden Palace with B. Arthur. Yep. And no, it was well, no, 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 B. Arthur. Oh, that's right. Show. She left. Right, 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 right. When she came back and made a cameo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did twenty twenty four episodes of the of the. It was a single uh, season. And it's actually pretty good. Uh, see where? Why did she leave the show? Why did be? Because now I'm curious. Now that we're doing this, why did yeah, Arthur leave the show? Oh, she got I tired of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hate I hate making money. Yeah, making money is the shit. Yeah. Not a fan, y'all. Not not a fan. <laughs> Don't like it. Meanie. Yes, sir. Summer's coming. Are you aware of that? Oh, I am such a summer person. I can't wait to be on the beach. And what better way to be on the beach and uh, with the start of the summer season with a question, Meanie. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Uh, the question is not if, am I, if I'm ready. Is if other people's ready to see my bod? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to be excited to see your body this summer thanks to Manscaped. Because yes. they are here to ensure that your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene products. Don't be the guy at the beach with the Austin Powers chest hair. And if you grew some winter man tits, the least you can do is make sure that you're hairless. Because trust me, guys, we're all there right now. It was a tough winter, okay? It's time to get ready for Hot Guy Summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping using the promo code MINDMEANIE at checkout. Manscaped, meaning I'm not sure if you know, is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full body grooming game with the performance package 4.0. And Meanie, I want to know how you are getting ready for your summer body this year using Manscaped's products. Well, you know, uh, you know, it's summer. You know, I'm going to be busting out the half shirt and Daisy Dukes when I go out about town. The uh, performance package 4.0 is awesome. Uh, the lawnmower uh, 4.0, not only is it waterproof, but it's good for uh, down below. And then, hey, you might have a little bit of unwanted back hair, too, that uh, you might want to get rid of as well. You know, a lot of people don't think about the back hair, and that's perfect for there. But the crop, or, you know, the crop preserver, the crop reviver, we, you know, getting the, you know, my, I'm going to be uh, turning 50 pretty soon. And I need that weed whacker 2.0 to get the uh, the old nose hair and ear hair so I don't look like Ava Goat over here. <laughs> Well, make sure those Daisy Dukes are looking official and fresh uh, by using the kit. This package, performance package 4.0, meaning comes with the essential lawnmower 4.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formations or formulations rather to round out your grooming routine. Because, ladies, it's not just about little John and the East Side boys. That's right. You, sometimes you miss the gooch. 
and you got to get up in there with the Gooch and the Lawnmower 4.0. Whether you're trimming your chest or your treasure chest in your pants, this is the best trimmer on the market. I love these reeds. Their trimmer features a ceramic blade designed to cut hair on loose skin and reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. You can even trim an arrow pointing to the promised land if you're bold enough. Inside the performance package, you'll find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because we know how painful it can be when you're wearing your bathing suit or if in me's case you're wearing them daisy dukes out there at the beach you're going to get a little chafing and just like he said no one likes that nose hair sticking out of your face so the package also comes with the weed whacker 2.0 you'll also get two free gifts the shed travel bag which is a 39 dollars value add and the patented high performance reduced chafing manscaped boxers and if you're wearing sandals no need to fret meanie because you'll get the manscaped shears 2.0 nail kit top to bottom you're going to look fresh as hell since zero AD, thanks to Manscaped's products, having the right tools for the job is essential. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. So go to manscaped.com right now and save 20% off plus free shipping by using the promo code MINDMEANY. That's manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping by using the code MINDMEANY. Your balls will thank you. Meanie, I want to thank you and I want to thank Manscaped for sponsoring the program. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Arman wants to know uh, your favorite. What was your favorite sidekick character that you portrayed? The blue guy in BWO, Blue Dust, or with the new foundation? Oh, it had to be the BWO because we're still talking about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, go ahead. What? I was going to say, I was going to tell the story about Monday Night Raw, but go ahead. You go first. I don't know. Just uh, BWO, just fucking, we're still talking about it. And uh, I mean, shit, I got it. Got a fucking action figure out of it. I got this one. I got another BWO action figure coming out pretty soon, too. So, and we're in a video game. So, the yeah. BWO is in the video game. With uh, Retromania. So, you know, I uh, can't complain, man. But the other ones were great, but uh, yeah, BWO. I, would, I was at Monday Night Raw this past week. Uh, so, yes. we, so you're listening to this on Monday. So a week ago today, uh, my wife and I took the kids to Monday Night Raw. Um, and my kids, I, I have a couple of wrestling shirts, and I have, of course, a BWO because I'm an honorary member of the group. Um, yes. And... Uh, the kids were like, "What, you know, Dad? You got to wear your your blue meanie shirt." So I said, "Okay, fine." So I put it on, and uh, we get to okay. we get inside. We went to Giant Center at Hershey, Pennsylvania, and uh, we're sitting there. We're, like, we got really great seats. Like, it was really nice. The team, uh, one of the teams I work with at a shoot job, uh, this group called Cityscape Technologies. I got them a bunch of work at my property, and they gave us as a nice thank you. They gave us tickets. So they were really great, and um, I would say no less than a, like it. I would say. More than a dozen times, I was stopped at several points over the course of the night. Anytime I would go to the the vending, or if I would go out to get a concession for the kids, if I would take one of them to the bathroom, even sitting in the stands, people were like, you know, oh my god, the BWO, I love that shirt, oh, the Blue Meanie, and everybody was just talking about Blue Meanie. And your contribution, sir, and I texted this to you, and I, and I meant it, like, you have made such an impact on this great sport of ours. 
Uh, and it's just cool to see people shout you out, give you your flowers in public. Yeah, it's just cool. It's cool to see that, and it's cool to, to hear that. So, I, I was very kind of you to think to uh, send that to me, but yeah, I mean, it's so cool that like, it was supposed to be a one night thing, and uh, in some ways, we almost outlasted the uh, the originators. Uh, but uh, and you know, shout out to NWO for being cool with the parody. But yeah, just the, the fact that you know. It's 2023. That was 97. And we're still talking about it, man. And then, you know, your kids, you know, were, you know, cool. You know, they, they were smart enough to, you know, talk you into wearing a shirt. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like a young generation like that was like, yeah, dad, you got to wear the BWO shirt. That's kind of, that's cool. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, you know, a lot of people that, you know, come up and say BWO weren't even alive when the BWO was around. So yeah. that means a lot. It was, it was super cool. And, and yeah. So the kids, the kids think it's, it's super cool that, that dad knows a professional wrestler. So you get talked about a lot amongst their friends, but, uh, our friend Summer of Juice, Mr. Primetime Grape. Oh, Jesus. It's weekly question. What was the gnarliest in all capital letters booty toot you bestowed upon as a gift to the beautiful nation of Ireland, and do you think it drove the snakes even further with innoxiousness and become Saint Meaning? There's a couple times we're in we're in that first forest where I was just like, I, I was like, y- you guys go ahead. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm walking as, but yeah, you know, just because there's so much walking and so much hills and I'm so much deep breathing. For both ends in this, uh, <laughs> I saw you taking a sip of water there, so I was trying to guess. Okay. Deep breathing for both ends. You know? <laughs> you're farting so hard, you're just, you're prolapsing on the opposite way in, and you're just sucking all the air in, man. My asshole gave my underwear a <laughs> Um, My God, man, it's brilliant, dude. Uh, yeah, it's like so. Here's a little trip, a little tip. When you get, we went to Ireland. We checked into the hotel, and uh, Mrs. Meany was like hyper focused. She's like, "Yeah, there's a, like a like a mini supermarket right around the corner." So instead of like spending all this money on hotel waters and this kind of thing, let's go to the supermarket. Yeah, load up, come back. So we bought like a couple like things of like a couple six packs of water, and uh, we're just buying things. And I bought like a Arizona iced tea, and uh, the whole weekend we were there. I forgot to drink it. Forgot to drink it. Forgot to drink it. So we uh, we got our suitcase. We're all ready to leave. I was like, oh, there's that fucking Arizona. So I just guzzled it. Right. It's like ah, fuck, I gotta get my money's worth. Right. And go 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 go. We leave the room. Go down the elevator. As soon as we get off the elevator, I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And I went to the uh, the lobby restroom and fucking full metal jacketed that fucking oh, God. I private piled the fucking porcelain in the fucking bathroom. It was just like, oh my God. It was like a fecal flash dance. It was just like, 
It's like a Rorschach test, you know, <laughs> fucking dog couldn't get this fucking shit off any fucking geese or ducks. It was that. I was just like, these are my parting words, Ireland. It's like a fucking Pollock painting all over the back. It's like a big explosion. Oh Jesus Christ, man. Shrapnel and fucking porcelain everywhere. It was definitely a dirty bomb in the fucking door. <laughs> but I was like, man, that iced tea right there. You ever fucking constipated this chug of fucking Arizona iced tea? Mm. God damn. Great uh, tea with. Well, that yeah, that that's that'll do it to you. Oh yeah, that'll clear you right <laughs> out. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, what is not a dirty bomb is this segment. Each and every week, we love doing this. It is our favorite segment. We get to answer questions and uh, hear from all of you who listen to the show. Don't forget, if you're enjoying the show. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Leave us a, a five-star review. Tell us how much you like us. Tell us how much you're enjoying listening to the show. And if you like it, share it with a friend. Share it with a family member. Scream it at someone who's standing across the street. Share the word. Let them know we're out here. Meanie, I want to thank you for doing the program each and every week. And I want to know where we can tell people to find you on your social media. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, go to at Blue Meanie, BWO, on all forms of social media. Uh, if you would like to uh, support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Get yourself one of those said uh, BWO t-shirts that we were talking about. Uh, if you would like to support Mind of the Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, I got it. Apologies to anybody who fucking turned too much. <laughs> Tune out about 20 minutes ago with all the fucking... <laughs> all the gas that we're doing here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so rude. Uh, if you like to support... Mind of me, probably, you probably want to support us now. <laughs> if but, you're uh, still tuned in, if you're still with us. If you're still tuned in, yeah. Go to pressingtees.com slash mindofthemeanie. Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Use coupon code MEANIE. Or you can also use coupon code MIND. And save 10% at collarandelbowbrand.com. Madcatbeercare.com. Uh, look good, feel good. If you're a bearded fellow like myself, get the Blue Spruce Beard Oil and Balm. Uh, shout out to my friend Josh Thornton, who hopefully isn't sleeping right now because he said he was listening to Mind of the Meanie. Uh, he listens to podcasts that while he's sleeping and he woke up to this ad read where uh, I said Josh Horton and he thought somebody was in this house. So shout out to uh, my God. Josh Horton who hopefully isn't waking up thinking somebody's in this house right now. Oh God. Uh, he's doing a great job at madcatbeercare.com uh, rounding up the cats, getting them fixed up and uh, releasing them back into the wild. Uh, the Figures Collection Bone Crushing Wrestlers Series 1 variants of the Blue Mini are available now. All Series 1 can be ordered right now at shop.figurecollections.com. Get yourself uh, the OG or the BWO mini figure at shop.figurecollections.com. To have the Blue Mini on your podcast, go to podstars.net. That's P-O-D-S-T-A-R-Z dot net and schedule uh, an interview today. 
Uh, shout out to my boy Jim Nelson at glaciersofice.com. Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneakers for Stevie, Nova, and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair. Uh, follow Jim on all forms of social media at GOI Kicks. That's all forms of social media at GOI Kicks. I uh, see a lot of his behind the scenes, uh, videos and photos. Uh, cameo.com slash blue BWO for all birthdays, holidays and well wishes. Uh, let's, uh, make somebody's day a little bit brighter, uh, over there at cameo.com slash blue BWO. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you? Me? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate you. You can go on to Instagram. You can go on Twitter. You can go on uh, Mastodon, which I'm still on. Uh, TikTok, I, I we don't use it. We we, we tried it. It, it. it just didn't work. You can find me there at This Is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. So go ahead and follow me there for all of my antics. Shout out to Johnny Knoxville, by the way. Uh, it was uh, it was dress your your kids up, dress like a star day at the kid the boys' school, and Danny was uh, dressed up as a spot on version. Of Johnny Knoxville, you can go check out those photos and Knoxville's love to Daniel uh, at this is Goober on Instagram right now. You can also check out Foundation Radio, my second podcast. You can go to foundationradio.net. Lots of great interviews in there. Everyone from Robert Costa to Rob Van Dam. Also got a great interview coming up with Alexandra M. Hunt, who is a candidate from the Philadelphia area. Foundationradio.net. Don't forget, Brothers Gatter has released the first official Adam Bernard uh, merchandise. Uh, it's a wrestle buddy. There are only a handful of them left. Uh, they have sold incredibly well. Uh, there's only 25 made in existence, and there will only be 25 of these that are ever made. So go and pick yourself up either your single Adam Bernard, and you can also sing up, pick up a single Blue Meanie uh, wrestle buddy. And the best news of all, you can go and get us together as a two-pack, an official Mind of the Meanie two-pack. Get yourself uh, your wrestle buddy, uh, and that way you can beat the shit out of me. If you don't like, like me talking, you can listen to me and just punch me and pummel me. At brothersgatter.com. Pick them up right now uh, today. The Feinberg Method. Uh, go work out with my trainer, uh, Brad Feinberg. Not just physical wellness, but also mental well-being as well. He's got a great community over there. Sign up today and use promo code Goober and save up to 20% on your entire purchase. So go over there right now. The Feinbergmethod.com. Shout out to my friends at the 10th Ward Barbershop in downtown Lawrenceville, right outside of Pittsburgh. Go over there and see Kane. Tell him Goober sent you. Uh, also, Corey Graves' and Finn Balor's barber, uh, 10thwardbarbershop.com, and tell him Goober sent you. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Pick up a shirt and keep the lights on at Casa de Meanie and the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Join us today. Tears starting at just $10. It's incredible. Join us, and you can watch our beautiful faces as we record the show each and every week. I want to thank you for joining us here today. I want to also thank Manscaped for sponsoring the program and the sponsors that you heard at the beginning and end and probably somewhere in the middle of the program as well. Pod Squad, we love you so much. Thank you so much for being here with us. And, Meanie, it is always a pleasure for the Blue Meanie. Yes, dear? Oh, I was going to say thank you. Oh, thank you. No, thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Uh, for the Blue Mini, I'm Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind of the Mini. Peace.
This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is produced by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mind of the Meanie and become our patron on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Meanie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops.